tonight, Father. We want you to have your way as we bask in your presence, oh God. There is nobody like our God. Come on, somebody get up and hug somebody on tonight. Say, there's nobody like our God. There's nobody like him. Searched all over, tried to find other things, tried to fill the void in my heart. Go ahead and find somebody and tell them, say, there's nobody like our God. Come on, tell them, say, there's nobody like our God. Come on, hug somebody and tell them there's nobody like our God. Yes, Jesus. I tried my mother, tried my father, tried everything else. Some people know that they got hooked on uh, cocaine and nicotine, alcohol, whatever it may be. They tried to fill the void with everything but the love of Jesus. But we know that the love of Jesus surpasses anything that you can even try to put in your heart. We love you, Jesus. Come on, tell them on tonight. We love you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, just extend your hands to them. Tell them, I love you, Jesus. Come on, tell them like you mean it. Say it again. I love you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Yes, God. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Come on, tell them. Lord, I love you. so glorious. 
awesome. You're so wonderful. And we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We appreciate your hand. We appreciate your kindness, your, your covering us. We thank you for our families and our friends. In the name of Jesus, you're so wonderful. Come on, let's give them a round of applause. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Glory be to your great name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet as we get started tonight. Let's say our confession. Oh, Lord, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. Amen. Repeat after me tonight. I am here today to be trained to dominate in every area of my life. I am here to be equipped to fulfill my God-given assignment. I am here to be empowered to advance the kingdom of God. I command my ears and my eyes and my heart be open to hear and to do God's living word today in Jesus name come on confess with me I am a child of God I am anointed I am a soul winner I am full of faith I am as bold as a lion I am accepted in the beloved I am full of joy look at somebody in the eye and say watch out I am full of power hallelujah at this time what we're going to do we're going to ask uh, Elder Kristen to take the young people back praise the Lord for all of our young people in the house always good to see the twins and my nieces and nephews praise the Lord for them hallelujah thank God for them let's go in our Bible let's go to Luke the 18th chapter go to Luke, the 18th chapter together. So y'all sit down, y'all know I'm asking to stand right back up. <laughs> Luke, the 18th chapter. And we're going to go through verses 1 through 8. And look at what the Word of God says. Let's read it together. Let's stand to our feet and let's read it together in Jesus' mighty name. On the count of three, one, two, three. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this woman troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming 
she weary me. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. And we thank you, O oh Lord, it is a light unto our pathway. Tonight we pray for fresh illumination, fresh revelation. We pray, Lord, that as we decrease before you in this atmosphere, that you would increase in our lives. We pray, Lord, that you would put an influence on this word tonight, Lord, that would cause your people to possess their territory in this season. Father, I pray that you would raise up generals right here. I pray that you would raise up prayer warriors right here. I pray that you would raise up mighty men and women of God right here that we might carry out your assignment. Father, we bless you tonight. We honor you and we glorify you. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. It is so. Amen, amen, amen. So what I want to talk to you about for the next few minutes is run after it. Look at somebody and say, run after it, run after it, run after it, run after it. Listen, I want to encourage you tonight that if there is anything that you desire in this season, it's time for you to stop walking and to start running after it. Because God is up to something in this season. And until we make up our mind about the things that we desire and start running after those things, we would never be able to lay hold of those things. Because just like this widow woman, she had a judge, she had an adversary, she had someone that was standing against her. She ran after it until she did what she possessed it. Can I encourage you tonight? This is your season to possess everything that God has for you. Somebody just lift your hands in this atmosphere. This is my season to possess everything God has for me. All I have to do is run after it. All I have to do is be determined. All I have to do is be consistent. All I have to do is make up my mind. And this is my season. Somebody shout, I will recover all. I will. 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 Amen. So let's look at this story as we look at this story. Elder Hicks, turn the music down just a little bit for me. As we look at this story, let's look at this. We see this story with the widow. She appeared penniless. She appeared hopeless. And she appeared, somebody say she appeared powerless. However, there was something different about her that this judge had never seen before. This lady, she knew who she was. Repeat that with me. She knew who she was. She knew who, what belongs to her. And she also knew her rights. See, the only way that you're going to begin to run after the things in this season that God has put on your heart to run after, if you come to a place where you recognize who you are, where you recognize what really belongs to you, and when you recognize your rights, uh, one of the things, if I just might tarry a little bit at that area of knowing what belongs to us, in the natural, there is no way that we will ever allow anybody to take our car keys from a car that we have bought and take them back to their house. Somebody say, there's no way, there's no way. But, but, but there are a lot of spiritual things that we allow the enemy to take away because we don't know that these things belong to us. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? You know, there's some things, Elder Michael, that belong to you that you have to know what belong to you so that you can run after it and make sure that you possess all that God has said that you should have. 
So let's look at this together. So the first thing we see is that she knew who she was. This is very important because the enemy will constantly try to keep things from you because of the old person you used to be. Y'all need to hear me tonight. He'll, he'll try to, you don't, you don't deserve that, Pam, because you, you know, uh, you, you don't deserve that, Elsie, because of, uh, you don't deserve that, Elder Hicks, because of X, Y, and Z of what you did or, or because of what you said or, or because of where you stay or because of your parents or because, come on, the enemy will always try to get us from possessing everything that God has for us by playing with our identity. Somebody say no more, no more, no more, no more. This is the season that I'm going to grab a hold of who God says that I am. Come on, say that with me. This is the season that I'm going to grab a hold of who God says that I am. I know I still make mistakes. I know I'm not perfect. I know I don't always do everything that I'm supposed to do. I know this, that, and the other, but this season, I'm not looking at myself any longer. I'm looking at my Father, the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Alpha and the Omega and whoever he says that I am. Look at somebody say, that's who I am. When I look in the mirror, that's who I'm going to be. When I talk to my girlfriends, that's who I'm going to be. When I talk to my children that's what I'm going to be I'm going to be everything that God says that I am this widow woman she knew who she was 2 Corinthians 2 15 look at what it says if any man be in Christ he is a what a new creation old things are passed away behold all things are becoming new or become new she knew who she was. Look at this, 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, the ninth verse. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Can I encourage some of you? You're not supposed to fit in with everybody. <laughs> You're trying to fit in with everybody. You're trying to get alone to go alone. And God is saying, wait a minute, I made you peculiar. Look at somebody and say, God made me peculiar. You know, oh, I'm a little bit different than you. I got, I got a different way about life than you. You might look at me like I'm strange, but I recognize that I'm just peculiar. And if you don't recognize the difference between strange and peculiar, that's your problem. I know who I am. <laughs> First John 3, 2, look at what it says. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Look at what it says. But we know that when we shall he shall appear, we shall be like him, for he shall, we shall see him as he is. So how far somebody tonight to say, I know who I am, I know who I am, I know who I am. This widow woman, she knew who she was. And because she knew who she was, she was able to prevail against a judge that was an atheist. <laughs> that didn't even fear God. But when she came, um, but when he came, I mean, when she came before him, she recognized that she was a God-fearing woman. <laughs> so the first thing we see is that this woman, she knew this widow woman, she knew who she was. And then look at somebody and ask, do you know what belongs to you? Just look at them. I hope they got some breath mints for you. Just look at them. Do you know what belongs to you? Do you? This widow woman, when she went before the judge, she knew what belonged to her. Let's look at this Psalms, the 24th chapter, the first division. Look at what it says. The earth is whose? And the fullness thereof, the world, and they that what? <laughs> 
dwell therein. So that means that our Father owns what? Everything in the world, right? And the people in the world. So we have to recognize that if I'm a heir of what my fathers own, that means I also carry a title deed with me everywhere that I go. You need to start walking in people's businesses a little different. You know, you walk in there like, oh, they got a nice business. You need to understand that that when that business is done away with, you still go have the title deed. So, oh, y'all want to, oh, you don't have to parade these famous people. Oh, these celebrities, they so wonderful. Because when they fame is gone, guess what? You still go have the title deed. Somebody say, I know what belongs to me. I know. You know, let people walk in pride and you continue to walk in humility. They looking at you like you don't got none. But the reality of it is your father owns everything. And when Jesus died, he released his will to who? Somebody say, I got the will. I got the will. I got the will. They looking for a sheet of paper. It ain't need no sheet of paper. I got the will by faith. Come on, somebody. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things. Not You don't got to see what I got because as long as I know what I got, I got it. So the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Look at this. John, the 14th chapter, the 27th verse. Peace I leave with you. My peace I do what? I give to you. She knew what belonged to her. We need to end this season recognize that if Jesus said he has given us peace, then guess what? I shouldn't be looking for peace. And, 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 and some of you ladies, y'all need to stop giving people a piece of your mind because you ain't going to have nothing left. Y'all, I'm going to give you a piece of dog. You can't have a piece of my mind. I need all the peace of mine. Y'all don't want to talk to me today. Somebody say, I got peace of mine. <laughs> Jesus, mighty day. Just if you said that phrase in the past, just say, Lord, I want it back. I want all my <laughs> That's why I've been tripping lately. I need all my <laughs> So she knew what belongs to her. Look at this. Genesis, the first chapter, the 26th verse. And God said, let us what? make man and woman in what? In our image and in our likeness and let them have what? Over what? All the earth. Everything. So so somebody say this, I know what belongs to me. The whole earth. Come on, say it with me. The whole earth and everything in it belongs to me because my daddy gave it to me. So she knew what belonged to her and one of the things that many believers don't recognize if she knew her rights. Do you know that if you don't know your rights, even in America, that people can take advantage of you, the police can pull you over without telling you why they pull you over and you getting out of the car when your rights are, you don't have to get out of a car if you don't know why you pulled over. She knew her rights. Look at this. These are some of your rights. Mark 11, 24. Look at what it says. Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, do what? believe that you receive them and you shall that's a right when you go into prayer if you believe that you receive the king of king has already put a right out in his constitution somebody say what's his constitution it's the holy bible in his constitution he said you go have whatever you ask look at what's your right john 14 14 jesus told his disciples and he told us he said if you shall ask anything in whose name in my name I, that's my right Say, I got rights, I got rights. I didn't know, I didn't know it, but I got rights, I got rights, I got rights. So she knew her rights. Let's look at this last scripture, Matthew 18, 18. Look at what it says. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall what? Bind on earth shall be what? 
bound in heaven and whatsoever you shall what? Loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I got the right to do what? To bind up things that are trying to steal what belongs to me. I got the right to loose things that need to be loose when I don't see it in operation in my life. So when depression is coming up against me, this scripture is letting me know I have the right to bind depression and I have the right to loose joy. Are y'all seeing this? I have the right to bind anxiety and I have the right to loose peace. But if I don't know my rights, then I would allow depression to operate and I will be going to take pills when I can open up my mouth because the Bible says death and life is where? In the power of whose tongue? Your tongue. Then you high five somebody and say, I know my rights, I know my rights, I know my I know my rights, I know my rights. <laughs> so as we looking at this story, this widow lady, she 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 told the judge, look at what she told him. She said, Avenge me. How many of y'all have ever been in a place where you felt like you lost something and you needed somebody to help you regain it? You need you you felt like you lost something. Sometimes things leave our life. And we don't know it a year later. We're like, man, I have more joy than you. Come on, come on, come on. I had, you know, I had more free. You know, you get on one job that pays you more and you think because that job pay you more, you should have more resources. And you forgot you bought a more expensive car and a more expensive house. And you're like, wow, I had it better when I had less. She went to the judge. She said, wait a minute. Avenge me. She lost her husband. She had kids. She said, listen, I, I can't take no for an answer. See, the Lord is looking to get us to a place where, where, where we can't take no for an answer. How many of y'all know if I'm in a pit, I can't say I hope somebody come and get me out of this pit. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? I can't say I, I, I hope um, I'm able. What do I got to do if I'm in a pit? I need to start thinking of a way to get out of this pit or continue to yell until somebody come and get me out of this pit. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? See, sometimes we too cute. Look at somebody and say, you look cute, but you too cute. You too cute at times. You look cute, but you too cute. You too cute at times. You think that what God has promised you, you're going to be able to get it by being cute. We're up against an adversary that doesn't care. Do you know the devil at times, he possessed babies like this guy. He doesn't care. When you were a teenager, it was, you know, a lot of times those thoughts, suicidal and, and lustful thoughts. He doesn't care. He doesn't care how old you are, how young you are. He doesn't care who family you're in. He doesn't. This is who we're up against. So we can't be cute and saying, well, you know, I'm a, I didn't have peace today, but I'm going to have it. No, you, whatever God, whatever belongs to you, you need to take advantage of it every day. They used to say, if you let the devil in your car, he'll try to drive it. I don't know about you, but I don't want no devil behind my steering wheel. I need to get to where I'm going. <laughs> so she told this judge, look at what she told him. She didn't go up to him and say, um, excuse me, um, sir, um, there are some things that belong to me. And um, she wasn't proper. She went up to him and said, um, uh, uh, avenge me. <laughs> what was she saying? She was saying, I need you to vindicate my rights. I need justice. Somebody say, I need justice. I need, ju I need justice. She told the judge, she said, listen, you're in that position. I need you to protect me. I need you to defend me. Are you, are you seeing this? 
And she said, listen, I'm not stopping there. I need you to really avenge me, so I'm not stopping until the person, my adversary, is punished. See, when you get to a place in your life like this widow, where you're not just taking no for an answer, but you want all and more, somebody say, this is my season, I want all and more. I don't want just what was stolen from me. I don't want just what I planted. But somebody say, I want all and I want more. Come on, say that with me. I want all and I want more. See, believe it or not, Jesus didn't come looking for no religious people. That's why whenever Jesus preached, guess what he said? He said, repent for the what is at hand. Did he say my religious church is at hand? What did he say? Repent for the what? The king. How many of y'all know that a kingdom is actually, it has a military? How many of y'all know that a king, uh, a king how many of y'all know that, that a kingdom has uh, uh, knives and guns? Uh, I hope y'all, y'all understand. A kingdom is not a religious order. It's, it's a military front. It's a government. And what we have been trained to think, listen to me in church, is that uh, we're a part of this religious organization and, and, and the problem with having that mindset is that the enemy is like, yeah, you're a part of this. Just be, just be nice about it. Oh, I hope y'all are. Oh. Just be nice when your peace leaves you. Just be nice about it when, when your boss treats you any kind of. Just be nice. And, 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 and the enemy wants you to kind of have this mindset, Elder, just to be nice about it when people do you wrong. and people, Oh, oh, do unto others. No! That ain't what Jesus came preaching. Jesus came preaching that we're about to take over. Look at somebody and say, we're not here to be nice. We're here to take over. <laughs> we're not here to be nice. We're here to recover all. We're not here to be nice. We're here to get everything that God has promised us. And if a devil come up against us while we're trying to get what God has promised us, we're pulling out our sword. We ain't picking up the Bible. We're pulling, <laughs> we're pulling out our sword of the Spirit and we're cutting everything up that try to come up against us. Some of y'all are too nice about your joy, about your peace. And even sometimes people, somebody say sometimes people, they want to just try to talk to you. You know, they know you love Jesus and they want to just get up in your face. What you going to do now? What you going to, you know, hit, hit them and then just say, Lord, forgive me. You know? <laughs> no, you didn't hear that from me. You didn't hear that from me. But what I'm <laughs> y'all watching us live, just, just mute that part out. Don't worry about it. But what I'm saying is that God is not looking for a people without a backbone. Are y'all understanding? He's looking for a people that are in the face of adversity, know the odds are stacked against them, a people that will look at the mountain and say, because my God is with me, we're going to conquer you. There's a difference. If you're religious, guess what you're going to do? you just going to be in your prayer clause and crying all the time. Oh, Lord, I hope you avenge me. Oh, they try to kill me. They try to kill my family. They No. Look at what God told Joshua. When you read the story of Joshua, Joshua went before the Lord, and, and they went to, I believe they went up against Achan. And when they went up against Achan, uh, uh, Achan just began to destroy him. And, and, and Joshua found himself, he called, he told the people to retreat, and he found himself before the Lord crying, and, Lord, they, they, oh my God, what are we going to do? And the Lord told him, get up and wipe your face off. 
He said there's sin in the camp. He said there's some people that are living any kind of a way and they're thinking based on their lifestyle that I'm just going to allow anything to take place and they're just going to have victory. He understood, the Lord was revealing to him, I can't walk with you if you're not in agreement with me. Are y'all seeing this? So because he told them that, he told them, he said, I, 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 don't, don't cry, don't cry. That ain't going to work. Don't do it. Wipe your face and get up and deal with the situation. Somebody say, God is raising me up. Come on, say it. God is raising me up. Not as a religious person, but as a kingdom citizen. He said, get up. Another person, um, when um, Samuel was dealing with, um, after he anointed the first king, and, and the first king did everything in his power to go against what God told him to do. This was before Samuel anointed David. Saul was out there doing, you know, everything that he wanted to do and the people told him to do. And uh, God told Samuel, Samuel kept crying for the king because, you know, he wanted, he wanted the king to thrive and survive like any pastor want everybody to do. And God said, how long, God, how is God going to ask him? You know, God is long-suffering. God's patience is great. He said, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? He said, I've already rejected him. Stop tripping. <laughs> I asked He's like, why are you tripping? And some of us, we're in relationship. God, like, I already rejected him. Don't worry about it. I got somebody better for you. And we like, oh, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. <laughs> and God is saying, let those ribs go. <laughs> y'all know the baby back. Some of y'all old enough to know about it. Y'all remember that clip commercial? They on the hicks, though. I want my baby back, baby back, baby. <laughs> we got to look at somebody and say, you got to let that baby go. You got to let it know as a pastor and, and I thank God one of the things that I thank God even as we're, we're coming along these two years um, that God has really given me wisdom do y'all know there are some people even in these two years that I want to push forward and God is like you gotta let them go why is he telling me that he's telling me I gotta let them go not because he stopped loving them but because he's moved on from them how many of y'all know that look a lot of people don't understand this you could be saved and you could go to heaven that's beautiful I, I want to see you there I believe most of you guys are going to be up there with me. But to be up in heaven without any rewards? Like, just think about it for a minute. We're in the earth ram, and how many of y'all know we get 120 years to live, right? We get 120 years, right? According to scripture. When we go to heaven, that's eternity. So for you to be like going to heaven and so happy and you're not doing what he has called you to do and you ain't getting no rewards, you go be up in, you could be in the earth with bling bling, but in heaven, you know, just with a white robe on. You know what I'm saying? I, I want my jewels, my crown decked. Look at somebody say, I want to be decked out. I want, you know, I want my, my soul winter tattoo. You know, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't Why? Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because it's crucial for you to become a kingdom citizen and take everything that God wants you to take. You got to be like this widow woman. Somebody say, I want to be like that widow woman when I grow up. Let's look, let's look more, more into this real quickly. Let's look more into this. So, so the judge, at first, he was what? He was reluctant. But every day, what would she do? Go back down to the court to what? To ask again for him to do what? Avenge her, right? So, so the judge, she first came to the judge. And how many of y'all know when we first have problems, when we first have situations, we go to God the first time, right? We go to him, Father, I need you to work this thing out. And if most of us in here are honest, we only go to him once. 
most people do. Most people, it's just that one time, right? Because you take it to him. And some, sometimes that works because you go to him in faith and you already know it's yours. But, but what this widow woman did, she did what? She continued to go back to the judge every day, though. So this is the principle that I want to show you today is that it's more important the little things that you do daily than the big things that you might want to do. Can I say that again? The little things that you do daily, just putting in time to pray daily, just putting in time to read, what is that doing? That's building you up to be able to hold on to what God has given you. A lot of people, we're, God has given us all these things, but we can't hold on to it because the things we do daily are not building us up to be able to hold on to it. So as soon as the enemy comes, he's able to do a snatch it right out of our hand because we haven't built our faith up. Somebody say, I got to change what I'm doing daily. I got I to gotta do some things different daily. I got I, I to gotta hang around some different people daily. I got I to gotta listen to some different things daily. I got to watch on TV some different things daily. Y'all, can I be transparent with y'all? Lately, you know, I've been, I've, been, I've been recognizing the power of movies. Somebody say the power of movies. And, and I find myself, how many of y'all know, uh, 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 even the little, you know, the movies, the light movies that we watch, I find myself, even after watching them, renouncing a lot of things that are in them. I would watch the movie, and then when I get through with the movie, I would have to renounce a lot. Look, look, let me share something with you. Whatever you allow to come into you, and you don't renounce it or check it or buy it, guess what? You're giving permission to that thing to be in your life. Do y'all know more than ever? What are they putting in movies today? What are they putting? All, all forms of type men with men. Come on, let's be real. Women, well, what are they doing? They're trying to get you to agree. Oh, 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 they're trying to get. So, 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 look, take my advice. When you watch something, you know, I'm not telling you to be all religious because back in the day they told you don't go to the movies. Come on, somebody. You are, you know, but they were anointed now. So, you know, you, when you talk about them, make sure you talk about the oil that was on them. But they told you don't go what I want you to do is be sensitive to the movies or what you watch on Netflix. And while you're being sensitive, even if you watch something you're not sure, Father, if there was anything in this movie that's not aligned with you, not in agreement with you, I renounce it now. I plead the blood. What am I doing? I'm making sure my vessel is a vessel of honor before him and nothing comes out of me that is displeasing to him. Are y'all see how this works? We got to grow, I'm telling you, because the enemy... Is deceitful. He will use little things. Do y'all know what he do with our teenagers a lot of times? He used little things like um, movies and little things like conversation to get them to question their identity. And, and if you, you can be all the man you want to be, but I guarantee the enemy try to tempt you with the homosexual thought. Y'all ain't got to talk to me. I'm going to be real. He's going to try to tempt you. The, the, Jesus said this. Jesus said the enemy comes, but he finds nothing in me. He's looking for an insecurity in you. He's looking for rejection in you. He's looking for unforgiveness. Why? Because he knows those things belong to him. 
so we have to know what belongs to us. He's looking for fornication. He's looking for you to be curious. Come on. Oh, I'm just curious about these witchcraft books. He's looking for you to be curious because as long as you're curious, you're agreeing with things you don't even know you're agreeing with and giving him a legal right to enter into your affairs. Somebody say, no more. I renounce today anything, everything that I've saw with my eyes or heard with my ears that I didn't renounce yesterday. I'm telling y'all, if y'all follow these simple principles that I'm telling y'all, look at what the Bible says in Proverbs. It says, guard your heart with what? With all diligence. How does things get in your heart, though? Through words, through visuals, right? Through people you got to be careful, you know, try to touch you and put something on you. You know, you just got to be real. It goes on in America, too. It goes more on in Africa. So what do I have to do? How am I going to guard it? I have to pay attention to the schemes and the tricks of the enemy that is trying to get me into a place where I'm no longer living by faith. Because that's the trick at the end of the day. That's the trick. He wants to get you out of faith because when you're out of faith, it's like you're in a war with machine guns without a bulletproof vessel, without a helmet on. Are y'all understand? So, so God is trying to give us wisdom and keep us where? In faith, because in faith, what do we have on? The helmet of salvation. In faith, what do we have on? The breastplate of righteousness. In faith, what do we have? Our loins are girded with the belt. In faith, we got on some shoes that are shone with the preparation of the gospel. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, I'm in faith, and now I can pick up my shield of faith, which quenches every fire. And I got a sword. Somebody say, I got a sword. Watch out. I got a sword to cut into pieces everything that try to take what God has called me to. Do y'all see how easy this is? How many of y'all are learning something now? Y'all see how easy it is for him to filtrate. And, and let me encourage, we got, we got a, you were a teenager yet? Almost. We got a teenager in the house. So let me encourage you. Look, look, this is what happened a lot of times with our teenagers. The enemy, he, he infiltrated our teenagers through the friendships. Watch how he do it. He will find something that you like to make sure she buys so that you can compliment her shoes or her hairstyle so that now, because you like what she got on, you think you're friends now. So that she can spew over you into your life or he can spew over into your life what the enemy has designed to bring him down so that he can bring you down with Influence is crazy in high school. It's crazy, and especially not even on high school, on media. Media, listen, look at somebody and say, watch out for media, watch out for media. Media will cause you to hate people that don't really hate you. Listen to me. Media will cause you to fall in love with something that the people that have it don't even love it. I understand. You know, we're looking at all these actors and stuff. Some of them are at a place in their career that they wish that they never started acting. Y'all don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. We're looking at people that have major businesses and like, my God, they're doing so great. But they're working so many hours, they don't have time to spend with the loved ones that they got the job for and the business for in the first place. It took them away from what they love the most. That's why it's so important for us to do what? Be in sync with what God is saying because he said, I'll give you riches without sorrow. I hope y'all are hearing me. Oh, somebody say, riches are coming to me without sorrow, without crying myself to sleep. Come on, without not having peace. 
So, so look at what this widow did. This widow, look at she was so powerful. Penniless she looked, powerless she looked, hopeless she looked. But look at what she ended up doing. She ended up troubling the judge. She won a battle she was supposed to lose. And one of the things we see is that she recovered all. Everything that she went to the judge for, the Bible says she got it. But why did she get it? She got it because she knew who she was. She knew her rights and she knew what belonged to her. It's amazing to me, Deacon Burrell, how many believers don't know what belongs to them. Jesus said, I've given you my spirit so that you can walk in, not in fruits of the spirit, but in the fruit of the spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering. We are supposed to, as believers, to be able to go through some things. You'll be surprised some of the phone calls I get. People like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Look, you got the spirit of faith, long suffering. You're supposed to be able to look at some things and say, devil, you might as well try me on another level. And, and let me encourage you parents, especially when it's deal, dealing with your kids. See, you don't understand that God gave you that baby for a reason so that when you speak, are you understand what I'm saying? There's a level of authority when you speak over their life. They can be doing all what they want to do, but there's a level of authority that God put you in their life. When you speak, even when it looks like their destiny is turning into destruction, somebody say, but when you speak, you can turn destruction into destiny. Listen to me, you have to know as a believer your authority over your children. You can come to a place in faith in God that they can make all the wrong decisions, but it will get them to the right place. Oh, I hope y'all are. Oh, somebody say there's power in my tongue. Oh, come on, just begin to speak over your children. I decree that my son, my daughter will prosper. I decree my son, my daughter will walk in destiny. I decree that my son, my daughter will walk in faith. I decree no matter what mistakes they have made or they will make, I decree that they're going to end, end up dead center in the middle of God's will for their life. The enemy doesn't want you to know. That, that, that he put you in that baby's life because he knew the foolish decision they would go make. Oh, who am I talking to tonight? You thought that they would just go be, it's just going to be all peaches and cream. Goo goo gaga, you so beautiful. Ooh, goo goo gaga. But no, God anointed you. He placed a mantle on your life to deal with the seeds that he has given you. But the enemy want to blind your eyes to the mistakes that they're making. Somebody say, this is bigger than their mistake. I got a word that's bigger than my children's mistake. I got a word that will correct. I got a word that will transition. I got a word that will bring scholarships. I got a word that would open up doors. I got a word that will stop demons. I got a word that will stop anything that try to come up against my seed. Come on, somebody say, this is my season to war for my seed. Don't let the devil come into your children's life and you just say, okay, they made that mistake. There's nothing I can do about it. The devil is a lie. You belong to me and I'm speaking life until I see life. Do y'all see how he tried to trick us, Elder Higgs? He tried to trick. He tried to trick us. Oh, they done made, oh, it's almost like they, oh, they done did the unpartable sin. The devil is a liar. If somebody else came out of being successful, so can my kids. If somebody else came out of it on the other side, so can my kids. If somebody else came out of it, then my kids will come out of it too. 
Somebody said, Father, my kids too. My kids too. But do y'all see how the enemy, the Bible says he blind the minds. And a lot of times it's of us believers because we have not come to a place where we recognize the power that God has given us. Are y'all understanding? So we don't really know that when we speak, not one angel is released, but multitudes of angels are released in the areas that we speak. Let me say that again. When we speak, you can be anywhere. Anywhere, you can be on your job, you can be in the ministry, you can be in New Zealand. When you speak, God has designed it that multitudes of angels go to target the place that you're speaking. That's why you need to be more specific when you're praying. So look at this. Let's look at this with a one of them as we close this out. How did she do it? Look at somebody and say, how did she do it? It didn't look like she was working with a lot. How did she do it? It didn't look like it was going to work out with her. And this is what I want you to know. This is how she did it. Let's look at Matthew, the 19th chapter. Let's look at this together real quickly. Let's look at this. Matthew, the 19th chapter, the 26th verse. Look at what it says. But Jesus beheld them, his disciples, and look at what he said. He said unto them, with men, this is impossible, but with what? With God, how many things are possible? How many things? How many things? With God, all things are possible. She did it by knowing where to put her faith. Look at somebody say, this is a season. You got to know where to put your faith. Now, this is what she, this is the other thing that I saw in her life, is that a lot of people have faith, but they don't know how to exercise their faith. And so look at this. This is what I want to show you. This is a faith principle that Jesus laid out. And I'm telling you, it will help you get anything you're believing God for. Look at this. I'm so glad you came tonight. Matthew, the seventh chapter, the seventh through eighth verse. Look at what it says. Ask, and it what? And it shall be given you. What does it say? Seek. And you shall find. What does it say? Knock. And it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. What I want you to pay attention to in this scripture is that how the author, he always put a TH after what he was saying. It is telling us that as you continue to ask, you're going to continue to receive. As you continue to seek, you're going to continue to find. As you continue to knock, you're going to continue to see door open number one, door open number two, door open number three. Somebody says doors are opening all around me. What was it about this lady? She knew where to put her faith and she knew how to exercise her faith. Look at somebody say, you can't exercise your faith with a closed mouth. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. You can't exercise your faith with a closed you got to open up your mouth and learn how to ask and learn how to seek and learn how to knock until every door opens to you. People try to exercise their faith with their mind. I'm going to think on it. I'm going to think, no, you need to open it. <laughs> so let me share with you these three principles real quickly and we're going to close out. These three faith principles, ask, seek, and knock, will cause you to possess God's best for you. How many of y'all are ready for God's best? I'm telling you, you know, you really begin to know it like you 
ready. I'm ready for God's best. I'm ready for everything. Something in you begins to click. It's like, oh, I need more in my life. I'm ready for God's best in this season. So let me show you what she did. So when she was asking, look what she did. And this is this is in the Greek. This this is the full terminology of these this word. Look at what it says. So to ask means to ask. It also means to beg. And what I um, put in the place of that word bag it really means to remind because when we're asking who we're asking we're asking our father and we don't have to bag him for anything but when you're asking him it is good sometimes to remind him he said remind me of my promises so somebody say I got to remind him a little bit more now this word ask also means to call for oh, I hope y'all are hearing me the Bible says that our father, he calls those things that be not as a, you're in his image and his likeness. He designed you to function like him. So you have to learn how to ask for some things and remind him of some things and then come to a place, Elder Hicks, where you begin to call those things that you have asked in. Somebody say, I'm calling it in. I'm calling it in. I'm calling it in. I'm calling it in. I'm call See, the thing about fishers, the fisherman knows that even if he catch the fish, he still got to pull it into his boat. Somebody say, I'm calling it in this season. See, what do we do? We stop at Acts. We stop at reminding them. But this widow woman, she reminded. Look at what it also means. Once you get to this place, it also means to crave. See, a lot of believers, this is the biggest problem. And I even saw it in my life, is that we really don't know what we want. <laughs> We, we really think, you know, we're, if I ask you, what is it really, if, even if you had a business, if I ask you this year, what is your business goals, you might give me a number of things, 17,000. But do you know God is looking for people to say, okay, this year I want 15 houses and I want to make over 10,000 a month. What is that? That's specific. That's what I'm targeting. That's my specific goal. That's how I know what I want because I can tell you in less than a sentence what it is. Some of you women need to get bold and say his name going to be Larry and he's going to... Ah! <laughs> I'm calling a feel to me. I like feel. Yeah, feel, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Look at somebody say, you got to know what you want, though. That's all I'm telling you. It means to also desire. So it's not you just asking for anything, but it's something that you really desire. But guess what happens? Once you ask and you, re you remind the Lord about it and then you begin to call for it, guess what comes? A craving for it. A desire for it. That thing begin to burn on the inside of you. Look at what else it means. Watch this. After you get to that place, then you come to the place where you actually require it. How many of y'all have been to a job application and they said these are our requirements? You got to have what do you do when you require stuff? You make up your mind about it. This is, I'm not settling for less. And that's why we have a lot of women today that are settling for these bozos. I mean, young men that are nothing for them. No, they ain't no compatibility. Somebody say, I'm setting requirements in this season. I'm setting, well, what is that? That's faith right there. That's faith. You, you like, I'm not doing, now I don't want you. Now women, I got to help some of y'all because when I was getting married, I hung around a lot of young women um, and, and, a lot of them were requiring and asking God for things that they didn't become yet. Can I, can I, can I say it again? They were, they were believing God for things that, that, that they didn't even measure up to. What I'm talking about is they wanted a man with, 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 with 100,000 coming in, with a car, with a yacht, and, and they still live with their mother. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to dumb down your faith, but what I'm telling you is that if you desire that, be willing to build with the man that God sends you. Are y'all seeing how this thing works? You know, but he still got to should have a job. Now, come on, he should have, and it should be somebody say it should be a good job. If you got a good job, he should have, I'm saying, you know, meet him 50 50 at least. And <laughs> y'all over the time to me tonight. I'm going to preach anyway. Don't like me. I, you know, some of y'all like, dang, I got it. I got it. I can't be believing for Prince Harry. I thought he was going to leave Megan, you know. I mean, you know. No, that ain't, you know, that ain't going to work out. That ain't, he got a baby. He got a baby. <laughs> all right, all right. So she asked, and look at the other principle she did. She seek. So what does this word seek mean? It means to seek in order to find out by thinking, meditating, and reasoning. So this is what this lady, this widow lady did. She sought things out. So she began to think about those things, meditate on those things, and reason. What else do seek also mean? And look at this. You started with ask, right? You go through that list. Now you seek it. Look at what the next thing means. It means to inquire into, meaning that you're inquiring. Okay. I know that I can possess this, but how can I possess it? You know, one of the questions that I um, told people to ask in my business book, I said, don't ask um, um, if I can, ask how can I? Because when you say how can I, you're saying that you know that you can, but how can I do it? And, and let me encourage some of y'all, whatever trade you're in, if somebody else did it, you could do it. And then look at what seek also means. It also means to aim at. It also means to strive after, and this one, what I really love, it also means to demand something. Are y'all see how this works? This widow woman put her play, put herself in the position where she was asking, and then as she continued to come, guess what she began to do? She began to seek. And when she was seeking, she was no longer willing to take no for an answer. Somebody say, 2020, I'm no longer willing to take no for an answer. God is looking for people that would take him at his word. Last and final thing that I want to show you before we get these kids out here. Knock. Look at this. It means to knock at a door. It did. This is what I really like. It means to knock like the police. <laughs> that means that you know somebody in there. Somebody say, I know what's behind this door. <laughs> yeah, I got it here. Uh, that's how Elder Parker, they said they were locked out last Thursday. He said, I was kicking and beating on the door. He was like, and then I realized I had keys. Look at somebody and say, I got keys. I got keys. I got keys. See, when you know who you are and who you belong to, you, you know you got keys. Somebody say, I ain't knocking in this season. I'm just pulling out my keys. I thought I'd use that in the survey real quickly. <laughs> and it also means to strike. So this is somebody that's not playing. And I want y'all to know as people of God, God is looking for people. When it comes to your body, your sickness, whatever you do, whatever the enemy is trying, you have to come to a place where I'm no longer playing with this thing. I'm about to break some things down. Your kids start looking at you like, Mama, is that you in there praying or you yelling? you like, look, you call it what you want to call it, but I, today I'm going to decree it until I see it. I'm calling everything. I'm waiting to this. If this atmosphere don't change by me saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, then this atmosphere sure go change when I say, no weapon formed against me. It already began to shift. The devil like, oh my God, this guy is a lunatic. I'm crazy for Jesus. Somebody say, I'm crazy for Jesus. Last thing I want to share with you is Matthew 6, 33. This is what this young lady did. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and whose his righteousness and these things shall be added unto you. want to talk about that. So we see, as we wrap this up, that this widow woman knew faith principles. 
For you to get to the place that God desires for you to do, you have to start applying what? Faith principles to get there. Don't allow the enemy to do what? Close your eyes from seeing what God is trying to show you. Come on, just confess with me. This season, I'm going to ask, I'm going to seek, I'm going to knock until every door open for me. Right now, by faith, I command every closed door that should be open, open up in Jesus' name. And every open door that should be closed, close now in the name of Jesus. I rejoice because victory is already mine. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout, Lord, I love you. If you receive, I dare you give them a big round of applause. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're not excited about that word, I'm telling you, I'm excited. I am excited. I am excited. Run after it. Look at somebody say, run after it. Run after it. Amen. At this time, I'm going to I want to allow Elder Parker to come up real quickly. He's going to go over with the young people some things that they learn. I, I wanted y'all to hear some of the things that they're learning. So we're going to see how well taught they are. Somebody say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me see what you've been doing back there. Let me see what you've been doing. Great work. Y'all come. Matter of fact, you guys can. Right up, right up front. He's next. Why are you doing that? Give it up for your young people. All right, cool. On three. One, two, three. All right, so let's go. All right, so one thing we want to know is what is the world waiting for? For the sons of God.
Y'all making him look good tonight. <laughs> he ain't gonna be able to sleep tonight. He ain't gonna... <laughs> All right, glory to God. We thank we we thank we had our awesome psalmist and first lady was in the house. Give it up, first lady. Woo! She was in there with us. More to come. Glory to God. Awesome, awesome. Come on, let's give them a round of applause. Amen. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> we survived the war? Oh, man. Well, we talked about a war tonight, too. Somebody say, we survived it, too. Y'all did awesome. Let's give them another round of applause. Amen. Elder Parker is doing a wonderful job. Praise God for my wife that was back there helping him. The Bible says, train up a child in the what? In the way he should go. When he gets older, he will not depart. Let's take up a quick offer. Let's sow into this ministry. We're going to get out of here. Amen. Somebody say, run after it, run after it, run after it, run after it. I'm convinced that if you run after it in this season, that there's not going to be anything to stop you. Run after your calling. Run after your business. Run after what God has put in your heart. Allow his will to be done in your life. Twins, when y'all get baptized, did y'all okay with y'all moms and dad yet? Actually, can y'all get baptized? Say, Pastor said, can we get baptized Sunday? We baptizing somebody else this Sunday. Ask moms and dads, say, hey, can we get baptized? We want to get dipped. We want to dip with it, dip with it, dip with it. <laughs> we want to go down in order and come up in Jesus' name. Hey, Amen. Once you get your offering together, let's stand to our feet all over this place. And always remember, we have our, uh, our care our care ministry bucket that we feed the homeless on a, on a monthly basis and we do a lot of things with our community and God has been faithful. We've been getting money every week for our care ministry to be able to pour into the community. How many of y'all know it's important to give back? Very important. God, God raised up Abraham. He said, I'm blessing you to be a blessing to all nations. I believe that as we continue to surrender to God's will, we're going to bless all nations. All nations. Let's just raise up our offering before the king. Say, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. I decree increase is coming into my life. Overflow is coming into my life. Sickness is leaving my life. Depression is leaving my life. Anxiety is leaving my life. Father, as I sow into your kingdom, I decree that only good and great harvests will come into my life in Jesus' name. Somebody shout it is so. Amen. Thank you. If you want to give by cash out, just go to Dollar Sign Greater Works Detroit.
Let me just pray over you as we dismiss. How many of y'all enjoyed yourself tonight? Amen. Y'all enjoy yourself. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for the word tonight that was sown in the heart And we just pray for the opportunity to hear how God to hear teaching that will take us from faith to faith from glory to glory. We're praying that you continue to increase the seed into our life, the seed of faith, the seed of righteousness and love. Let it flow in our hearts. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. It is so. Before you leave this place, just hug somebody and tell them to run after it, run after it, run after it, run after it, run after it. Run after it.